welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. It's done completely by amateurs, um, and it's just a way to use our imaginations to create something. So this episode uh, is one I've been looking forward to for a while. It's focused around something you might have heard of called Batman. For this special episode, I've brought in two guests for the very first time. Um, hello, guests. Why don't you uh, introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Nathan Kay. I'm Craig Lewis. And we're from Fairpoint Podcast. You fellas do a couple of podcasts, right? Why don't you tell us about those? We do. Uh, as Craig said, we do a podcast called Fairpoint Podcast. Together, we've been doing that one for about four years now. It uh, covers a wide variety of topics. Yeah, uh, we also script material and put stories in the end of our a lot of our episodes post fifty, post episode fifty. Yeah, I know radio radio plays have been getting popular. So uh, radio play, shit. I keep forgetting yeah. what to call them. But <laughs> radio you also, plays perfect. I think you reached out to me originally because you listened to the Pokemon podcast we do called Silph Radio S I L P H. Correct? Yes, longtime fan of that podcast. I love um, uh, kind of intellectual like. Uh, transcending the game discussion of of Pokemon because a lot of podcasts are like too about the math and about like the odds and the specific attacks and all that stuff. They're like too nerdy yeah. of Pokemon podcasts. <laughs> I'm the kind of like nerd slash geek that likes to like imagine what the world is like instead of dealing with the numbers and the the math of it. Clearly, so I like to hear a podcast that's more more like I don't know academic or more discussion based instead of just uh, discovering IVs. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't really care about uh, the nitty-gritty of the game. Like, I don't necessarily beat all the Pokemon games. I'm not about collecting the Pokedex. I'm about the lore and, like, the character designs and the inspirations for the, the series and stuff like that. Oh, me too. I think video game podcasts in general, video games are one of the most popular topics for podcasts. And almost every video game podcast, though, and I'm not pointing fingers, there's a ton that I like, but so many of them are just... Like you said, just dry, just about the gaming or about news. I don't care about news. I want to be able to listen to your entire backlog it's, four years. It's from cool now. to be able to get the one of the game directors on your podcast and Interviews talk to them about cool. that. Interviews are cool, and but I, what I really want to see is more things like you're saying that are focused on the story of games, the world of games, immersion in the games themselves. A specific piece of software makes you feel something like that's amazing, and that's the part you take away from it. It's not about the math or like how the thing actually works. What really matters is the way it makes you feel and the, the kind of human connection that video games can make. Absolutely. And that's proof right there that video games are in fact art. Amen. My podcast is like totally amateur, um, meaning that all the guests are not at all professional designers. I've started doing a new thing where I like ask everyone what their profession is as part of their intro. I'm mostly just looking for industries just to kind of like encourage people to you know, dream big or whatever, like try to do stuff that you like, not just things you're qualified for. You can do a podcast about theme park design. If you've never designed a theme park before, you just kind of go for it. And yeah, just being open-minded, I guess you can get unexpected rewards. So what do you guys do professionally? I already talked about how I'm a math teacher. What do you guys do? Um, I work in management. Ooh, management, management of, of like humans. It is a waffle restaurant that also is a uh, venue it's a music venue. It's called Funk and Waffles. Music, spoken word, poetry, uh, yeah, puppet they, shows. We went to see an adult was, puppet show there once. It was what? awesome. Yeah, it was comedy. Wow. So they do. Uh, they have comedy nights. They have music. They have open mics. Is this a chain or just no, like no, a no? One it's one guy that went to Syracuse University with his buddy. They started it up. There's now 
two in the Syracuse location, in the Syracuse area. Oh, that's that's awesome. And you guys live in Syracuse, New York, Yes. Right? Yeah, it's called Funkin' Waffles, awesome. and you don't have to edit Funkin that Waffles. one. It's Funkin' Waffles. Yeah, it's Funk been on and waffles. Uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. So Really? Yeah. The- that's really cool. I'll track down that episode. That's legit. Uh, Nathan, what do you do for a living? I work in retail. Uh, I work for a big chain, so I'm not going to be as specific. But it, yeah. I like it. I love retail. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I worked in retail for like several years after college. It's it's a good time. I like selling stuff is cool. Like inventory is a good time and customer service is you know, it's just a social experience that you're getting paid for. Like Yeah. I mean it's not for everybody, not so but if you're like hard working, charismatic and charming like me, like it's mm-hmm. totally hey. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's my boy over here. I do have a question about our podcast that we're gonna be doing. Uh I'm so ready. Yeah, is it a all ages podcast? Explicit? Uh, I got we got to watch your mouse, right? G golly instead of gosh darns, right? Right. It is um, all ages, but I I'm also um, kind of curious about censoring, like trying new censorship sound effects. So oh, okay. I mean, it's not a big deal if a couple like slip out, but we'll do our best. Uh, I'm gonna make I sure would, I, yeah. I try to say flipping instead of the other. I'm yeah, the biggest offender of that because I say the f word like every two sentences. You do you really? Don't. I mean, you don't say it that much on your podcast, though. I okay. Mean, I, yeah, it's not eh. like offensive. You, it's like one of those things you don't really notice it until you look for it. <laughs> True, that's a good point. <laughs> Once you're editing, you'll be like, "This dude." <laughs> now I'm saying it. <laughs> Do you have an idea for like the overall structure of how you want this theme park to be laid out? Because I think that's like the most important like foundation. Well, in the back of my mind, I always kind of thought it would look like Gotham. Yes. That was my idea was that this is the theme park's called like Gotham City, Gotham Park or something. You got to be more creative, Nathan. Yeah, DC won't let it fly without the branding (laughs) of Batman in there. But like like Gotham, Batman's world or something. I was thinking the same thing. Gotham City is like the most logical way to do that because it's the setting of most of the classic like Batman iterations that have happened so far. Um, but one thing I was thinking of is there's all these different like versions of Batman. Like there's like the whole multiverse of different Batmen that have existed throughout these different timelines and stuff. Ben Affleck, Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even just that within the movies. Uh, yeah, there's so was... many different Batman universes. So I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to like mush them all together because I think it's if you pick one and we're like okay uh, we're going with like just the Val Kilmer Batman throughout the whole park <laughs> that's probably not gonna be everyone's favorite Batman everyone has their their own favorite you know so what if we like had it so it's kind of like a crossroads of different timelines somehow like we set it up like there's a story where each like quadrant of the park is a different version of Gotham city from like a different Batman timeline. Or is that confusing? Is that too much? Uh, I mean, it's definitely not too much for Batman fans. I believe, I think they would love the fact that each separate section of the park would be its own little different type of Batman universe, whether it be like the golden age Batman or the current Batman or even like earth 405 Batman. That's, that's definitely a cool idea. I think the way I was imagining, was more of a 
uh, finding the common ground between them and yeah. picking them. But I also ran into while I was brainstorming ideas, you know, I didn't think too hard. I just made like a little bullet point list of quick ideas uh, was that, well, wait, well, if Harley Quinn's going to be here in this attraction, then how's she going to be there in that attraction? I'm like, stop overthinking it. It's a theme park. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I think there's six goofies walking around Disneyland right now. <laughs> Shut up. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And I do think for, for whenever you're designing any kind of project, doing too much like work on your own kind of detracts from the process of like collaborating and building it as, you know, a teamwork thing. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't, didn't write down too many ideas or anything earlier, but there's just, if it's based on one character, I feel like that character is going to be everywhere. You know, there's going to be so many people with like the little pointy ears on top of their heads and like different color suits. And that's okay. Like they can all exist within the same universe. Have you ever read um, Batman, I think it's called No Man's Land. It was a comic book series about where Gotham City gets, like, segmented. I haven't finished it. I've read, like, the first three. It's huge. I haven't read the whole thing either, but the general idea of, like, Batman No Man's Land is, like, Gotham City has been divided into, like, different gang territories, and each of those is run by one of the, like, famous DC villains. So it's like the city is chopped up into smaller bits. Like So there's, like... Oh, go ahead. If you've seen the newest Christopher Nolan one, newest, but it's almost 10 years old now. But wow. Dark Knight Rises, that's where they drew the idea where, like, the government sort of walled off Gotham and stopped. And we're like, we're done with Gotham. It's kind of like that idea, and the villains took it's over. It's like quarantined. Yeah, that's, so that's just... exactly it. So that might be a way to um, kind of segment it up. But then if you go into, like, the Riddler quadrant, there's going to be, like, the little kid riddler like the arkham city like scary riddler you know what i mean so then it that gets a little bit confusing as well well i mean I spread the... it out spread it out across the park yeah. like i had an idea for example the first idea i had for this was i want an arkham asylum themed haunted house you go in yes oh no when... way dude i did too i came up with the same thing ah. virtual high five <laughs> so my idea was you walk in and it's like at first you're just like you're all interns coming or something and maybe they're talking to you like your interns like look you're gonna be doing your internship you go back you get your college credits blah 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 and then something happens and all the inmates escape and now it's like a haunted house and you just have to go through it and get out go through the maze and reach the end and at some point you'll like run across some scared doctors that get dragged away by the yeah there's like a section that poison ivy has overgrown with foliage there's like the mad hatter's Alice in Wonderland section, like Scarecrows. Yeah. There could be a section entirely like making you feel like Scarecrow infected you with his fear toxin. Whoa. Oh, dude, that's amazing. I have separate attractions for most of these things. Me for... too. This is why <laughs> yeah. I ran this into is the... just Arkham Asylum. Well, wait, Harley Quinn's got to be in Arkham, so how am I going to have the Harley Quinn roller rink? So and, maybe one you know, way to do that is like... Um, it's a specific area, like maybe the entrance, you go through Arkham Asylum, so you get like the tour... And then before you exit, there's, like, a mass, like, breakout. So all the villains have just escaped. Like, as soon as you got to the park, they just escaped. So that's why there's chaos and, like, 
cool. Batman and Robin are like running everywhere. You keep running into them because they're running all over the place trying to catch all these villains who just escaped at once. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, they could be like the inciting story. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about Batman being there, but what if there was a point where it's like, this villain's about to kill me, and then Batman comes in and saves you. Cool. So uh, the haunted house idea is a really cool idea, like a good matchup for the Arkham Asylum. And you could do like an escape room part of that, which I bring that up in like every single episode of my show because I'm like obsessed with escape rooms right now. But that could be pretty awesome. Um or we could do like a, a fun house kind of thing as well for like Joker slash Riddler. Joker's um, fun house? Uh... Well, I kind of was thinking that Joker, in a lot of the Batman comics or cartoons and stuff, Joker has an entire section of the town that's like an old amusement park that's his like Joker land. And I thought it'd be cool if we had that be an entire section of the park. So that's where the Ferris wheel is. How are you going to make a Ferris wheel Batman themed? Just make it seem like it's falling apart. And it's in right. Joker's. It just has to look decrepit and like, yeah. I don't. I think that was from Batman the Animated Series. Was I where I'm really familiar with this? Like, Joker has just moved into this like kind of Disney's Carousel of Progress looking things with like animatronics that are like all busted. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. that's spooky. I love a that. hall of mirrors. That'd be and you could have a lot of like the the food like stands there. Like, just make that like a normal amusement park, but falling apart. And yeah, scary. Absolutely, that's awesome. So it's kind of like part of this park looks much older and that's the part that's like taken over by Riddler and like his, his dudes. Well, wait, his Joker. Oh, Joker. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I feel like Riddler, if he took something over, he'd like, it'd be nice in like modern amenities. I feel like he's not as, as creepy. Riddler. Now maybe for Riddler, there could be like a, like almost like a, a trivia place. Like maybe like a, like Riddler's bar. You go to like play trivia, play games and arcade. Oh, that's cool. And then you can add yeah, trivia night and it'll be Batman themed trivia. That sounds awesome. Right? I like that a lot. And it, it could just be riddles hidden throughout the park that maybe it's kind of like, um, you'll find these like hidden riddles. And if you get that answer correct, you get some kind of, some kind of benefit. I don't know. Almost like a, like there's this huge wide, uh, park filled scavenger hunt. Kind of. And you got to find the spots and send you to the next spot. And at the very end, if you made it all through the end, because they get harder and harder, uh, mm-hmm. you win some kind of prize because only a, they're like, <laughs> really, only a couple people are going to win this. Anyways, they're going to they're gonna bother yeah. finishing the whole thing. There's like 35 to 100 riddles. That sounds amazing. It would like take your full visit there. Like you've got to be like a diehard yeah. fan of that part. Yeah. You got to keep returning and trying it. What other, uh, like, villains do you think deserve their own section? Um, well, I always thought, like, maybe uh, the Penguin is a really good guy. I thought maybe Ooh. in this park we could have... The Iceberg Lounge. The Iceberg Lounge, or also an exotic bird exhibit. Why not? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, put a little Bush Gardens, a little uh, Animal Kingdom in there, you know. Make that the Iceberg Lounge. That's Make where that you go to eat Iceberg at the end of the day, lounge, yeah. and there's, there's exotic birds. You get to walk around and look at the birds while you're waiting for your food. Yeah. Or we could we could do like a uh, kind of log flume like water coaster kind of ride that's like in the sewers like chasing after penguin or something like that. Killer Croc. Yeah, and Killer Croc as well and with the like reptiles. We could have a reptile area. So it's almost like we're building a little bit of a zoo into here. 
there's all these like exhibits featuring animals because a lot of Batman characters are animal based. I mean, he's Batman. And there's Man Bat too somewhere, you know. Yeah, Man Bat's scary. I like him a lot. <laughs> Man Bat's scary. Yeah. Yeah, scared the crap out of me playing uh the the Arkham Knight. You know what I think would be really cool alongside the Arkham Asylum haunted house? What if there was like a sort of laser tag deal where a group of people went in at a time? You are the Suicide Squad. Whoa. The group that goes in there, you get your laser tag guns, and it's a Blackgate prison riot. So maybe Victor Zaz shows up, and just random prison people, not so much Batman villains, except for maybe Victor Zaz. He's a serial killer, and he, he carves a, a tally mark into his skin for everybody he's killed. So, like, him, whoever else wouldn't be in Arkham could be there, and it's just, the idea is, you know, you're on a mission, take out the actors with their laser tag vests, you know, that are the prison prisoners. Yeah, that's awesome, and it could be, like, um, they could be just high-quality animatronics as well, so maybe it's, like, a uh, a dark room ride where you're sitting, like, stationary in a cart that, like, puts you pushes you through, and you just have to, like, shoot stuff around you. I say a mix of both. It could be a mix of both. I like that, because then it's, like, Maybe you're getting comfortable. You're like, okay, I, I get it. These are just animatronics. And then, like, a real guy, like, sneaks up behind you. That'd be really scary. Yeah. That sounds awesome. That's Yeah, I think cool. that actors bring so much to a, an amusement park, like, where you're used to just seeing animatronics and not interacting with anything in the, like, the lore or the world. Like, everything seems to be you're just watching it. But when it's a real actor, they can actually, like, take your actions into consideration, and it makes it a lot more, like, interactive. Yeah. I really like that idea. I do, too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, I mean. <laughs> I have one crazy idea. Um, since money is really isn't a factor. True. Virtual reality and augmented reality are things now. Um, oh. I have an idea for Scarecrow's VR Nightmare. What? Whoa. So everybody is wearing <laughs> the, the, the Google Glass goggles, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the VR yep. goggles headset. Before you go in, you fill out a questionnaire about your fears. And you... And they Whoa. like plug it into this uh, this little program that they have, and you put the goggles on, and you experience fear toxin. Wow, that is amazing! So that could be another haunted house, or maybe like um, there's like the basement of Arkham Asylum. Like if you're really hardcore and you want to get really scared, you go down there, and uh, it's part of your training. Like you're an intern, right? They're like, okay, for uh, to go into this next room, we need to wear like protective gear. So they like maybe put you like in like a hazmat kind of suit and you put on these goggles as part of it. Yeah, they're trying to like set it up so it feels more realistic and, when you like walk in there. You're like, what you're is saying, happening right now? So wait, are you okay? So you actually are saying you're still wearing a suit and walking into something? Yeah, just so that it makes it feel more tactile and it's like if it takes away from the fact of like, hey, put this VR headset on. It's like, yes. oh, put yeah. you know, put your safety gear on before we go to this next room and they kind of look like safety yeah. goggles. And basically the headset is is your hazmat helmet. <laughs> It'd be really cool cuz like you can still see the like outline of the room that you're in because it's it's augmented reality, meaning you can still see with your eyes into the room you're in. And then it's just like things start to appear and the edges of your vision, it could get really scary depending on what your fear is. Oh man. Yeah. There's all kinds of opportunities with a VR. Absolutely. I did have one other uh, VR idea with augmented reality. Um, it's going to be part of a coaster though. And it's going to be called uh, Terry's super shway ride. Uh, they will be wait, what <laughs> Terry McGinnis, Batman beyond. Oh, okay. See, I don't watch Batman Beyond. So, I'm so like, oh, you should. That's so, I, what I was thinking, I had this idea, you know, like the park would be very similar to Gotham City or whatever. Um, 
and you you wait in line forever, what feels like forever, and it's a single person ride. So what it's set up is, you know how like uh, Hannibal Lecter, how he's like set up into this, uh, he's strapped into this standing uh, yeah. prison, and you kind of like get strapped into that, but there's wings on the back of it. And it kind of looks like the new Batman beyond Batman suit. And you put your helmet on and it's another augmented reality that makes everything around the park look like, uh, kind of like drawn over it is the future Gotham. Wow. And you basically take a ride on this like coaster. The, the coaster sets you up and sets you, uh, horizontal instead of vertical. Yeah. And you're facing down to the ground. Yeah. You go kind of around a little bit of the park and you're talking to max in your headset about a mission going on. And like it, the augmented reality helps you see new things and you, it's kind of like a mix of a roller coaster with a uh, virtual reality game. That is so cool. That's, that's really cool. And I think that because so many of the things you would see are the pre-existing buildings, like they could program it such that when you look at a building that's actually there, it looks the same, but like a futuristic version. Right, of that. right. Like exactly. They could have, you know, scrolling text across the building or whatever kind of things they could just. Yes. That's, they could map it on there. I that's awesome. That. I was thinking of a VR, like, because I really love Batman's grappling gun. Like, that's one thing I've always oh. wanted to, like, play with. But it seems very dangerous because you have to trust your park guests to, like, aim it properly and make sure that it, like, grabs on. It could be a cool VR thing. Like, you have the headset on, and then you actually, like, extend your arm up and, like, you know, trigger a button. Maybe you have a controller or something. And then you're actually on a roller coaster. So once it's connected in your, your goggles, you know, in your view, you actually, like, your body lifts up and you start going on this roller That's coaster awesome. where you're, like, sw- like, sliding around. and. So it's like a roller coaster, but in your mind you're thinking you're grappling through the city. While we're talking about the VR thing, I actually had an idea. I wasn't thinking about it as VR, but now I'm thinking it would be much more practical using VR. Because if either of you have tried it, I'm, I was the most skeptical person in the world, and I'm actually floored with like this new virtual reality. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so cool. I it's guess it so really amazing. depends on uh, what game you play with it, supposedly. True. Like, some right, games are yeah. extremely immersive, and other games are like, mm-hmm. eh. Well, the first thing I ever tried was to, if I can vacillate a little bit, a friend sat me oh, down. Yeah. He he bought the one where you put your phone inside the helmet and then put it yeah. on. So that's even the cheaper end of them. And this yeah. was a few months right. ago. And he showed me the Jurassic World program where all you do is you're just sitting there. You can't even move. You can look around and a sauropod, like a long neck, comes over and like bends down and like it gets its head uh, gets all up in your face is looking at you and i was like giggling like a kid it felt like a dinosaur <laughs> was right in front of me it really did and wow. then and then i tried some of the experiences like it, it it blew my mind and he recently got the playstation vr and i've tried some of wow. like the horror games and mm-hmm. that i think is the most exciting thing is like the future of horror no thank you my heart cannot take that kind of <laughs> pounding i love horror movies i'm a huge horror buff but for some reason i can't handle resident evil games those are too scary for me even like the minecart shooter where you're in a cart and you're just able to look around and you have use your hands to shoot at things was phenomenal because of the scary imagery and feeling like you're there it was so cool yeah it's amazing how immersive it can be like it's just screens really close to your eyes for the most part like it's very kind of primitive technology but like the fact that you can turn your head to turn the camera mm-hmm. is so groundbreaking yeah. and it like totally tricks your brain into thinking you're in this space. It's amazing. I'm I'm working on that. Like that's part of my like career path, I think, is to kind of like get into VR stuff for the classroom because there's a lot of really cool applications of that. Like if you're learning about dinosaurs, just play the Jurassic World like 
look around, you know what I mean? Like see how big they actually were and stuff like that. So my idea before it was VR, I was thinking it was the Batmobile chase adventure. And the idea oh, is there's God. a separate area of the park walled off. It's got to be a pretty big area with a recreation mm -hmm. of a city there with city streets and you're not actually driving. The Batmobile is on a track, but you're deciding mm -hmm. when when a cross section comes up, you're deciding where to turn oh, and you wow. have to chase somebody down and it's a game to see if you can catch them. And then I was thinking, you know, it might be cheaper to do it in VR, but it still might be really fun to do it. So you're in actually sitting in a car, but you're not actually moving and in your VR set you are and you decide where you turn. That's dangerous to put somebody in a big Batmobile, have them drive around and not crash and With kill themselves. Basically blindfolded. Because right. they also have the VR helmet on well, while no, they're actually driving the car. I wasn't thinking VR. I was thinking right, just a real straight up thing. real. But and both. that would, that would work, both. but that'd be a really cool idea, even if it's just like a roller coaster where you have a few points where you can choose the left track or the right track, basically. Yeah, kind of like you that know, idea, but on the street level. Yeah. Until one yeah, kid goes crazy, idea. goes, I don't know which one, and then the thing just stops. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when the enemy gets away. You lose the game. You lose. You lose. You get brought Ooh. back to the beginning. Yeah, it, but the only downside is you can only have one person going at a time. Like, if you, you know, you get to an intersection and there's a Batmobile parked there in front of you, like, oh, come on, other Batman, like, let's yeah. go. Well, um, make it a shorter so, ride, VR, so keep the lines Make moving. it a really short ride or do VR. It, that would totally work. Mm. That's awesome. And maybe part of that mechanism could be done uh, on foot. Like, maybe just as you're walking around the park, you'll see a villain, like, just run in, in, front of, in front of you with, like, a big bag of money or something. You're like, what? And you have to, like, start chasing them if you want to. Like, you can... In that moment, you have to decide, like, if you're going to be a vigilante or someone who's attending a theme park. Like, do I want to track this guy down and, like, bust this criminal? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe he'll, like, yeah, he can, might like, lead you to some, like, really obscure, interesting part of the park that you wouldn't have realized was or there. Or you get a prize. Or you might. Like, like. Yeah, or you run into Batman. And he, like, Batman's like, thanks, kid, you know. Here's like some ride vouchers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't use them all in one spot. <laughs> oh, so we, uh, we haven't brought this up, but I really want to at least stipulate some ground rules. There will be absolutely no talk or use of a bat credit card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That one's a little bit much. I was thinking maybe yeah. sell one in the gift shop. Then I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun to do like little references like that because, you know, the, the like adults will get it and it'll be like, oh, that's cute. But the people who are like really immersed in it, like the kids or people with like really good imaginations, that won't take them out of it. You know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, bat credit card. Like, I guess that might make sense. Like, I don't even know what credit right, cards right. are or like whatever. Right. They can just stay in their like world imagining that this park is a real thing. Um, whereas the adults get get the wink. Like, they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. One. I like that, actually. Sorry, Craig. Yeah. I like that. How about the bat cave? What's going to happen in oh, the bat yeah. cave? That's a big, a big part of it for sure. And it would be a very amazing, like visual spectacle. Like there's so many cool things in the bat cave. That would just be awesome to just, like, walk around and look, you know, see everybody's, uh, like, all the costumes on display. The giant T-Rex, the penny. At the Bat Monitor, they have all the different monitors. That could, you could actually see security monitors from the park. Oh, That's cool. amazing. My original idea, actually, was put an arcade in there. But more than just an arcade, put the yeah. Bat Cave. an arcade, arcade. your photo <laughs> printing center, like, all this mm -hmm. stuff that you're doing on monitors and computers, maybe some cool yeah. little Photoshop photo booth things it's a good way know, to sneak those things in where you, you can know? put on costumes That's a great idea. go and in the booth and then photoshop backgrounds and like yeah, print yeah. out pictures like of the t-rex and, and well no like maybe you and your friend me and you go and i'm like all right you put on the joker sh i'll put on batman and then we'll photoshop it so we're in the serengeti 
I don't know. <laughs> that's a, yeah, green screen, like, uh, you pick your backdrop and, like, you pick your scene. Yeah. That's a really cool ah, idea. Me and my friend Bats here, having a heck of a time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good impression. I'm impressed. That's a really good joker. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. I've been, you know, I've been studying the Mark Hamill for years now. My favorite joker is the, the Mark Hamill. Oh, me too. Batman and yes, series. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so good. And he's in the Arkham games as well. Cool. So in the Batcave, maybe we can expand that out. And this is one of the ideas of like my fictional origin of this park. Like maybe we say this is just the whole park is like a huge expansion of the Batcave. Um, have you guys ever read uh, Dark Knight Returns? It's one of the Frank oh, Miller oh, books. Geez. Dark Knight Returns. I don't know. It's just it is kind of a staple of uh, Batman myth. That I'm sorry. I'm really sorry because I just came off as a huge jerk. Um, yes, I have. It's it's excellent. It's it's pre Frank Miller going crazy. Yeah. So it's fun though. Like I like if if uh, a Batman writer is going to go crazy, I want it to be like. Frank Miller is one of my top choices for, for, wild, <laughs> for going crazy. wild Batman. No, because office. then All-Star Batman and Robin come out, and you're like, what the heck, man? <laughs> I still I like All-Star Batman and Robin. It's the like most metal Batman ever. Like I, he, he just straight up just kidnaps now, Robin. Yeah, that's the one where he throws Robin in the basement, and he's like, I don't know, eat, eat the rats. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did it again. I'm sorry, kids. Don't listen to Sylph. Anyway, at the end of Dark Knight Returns, um, Batman is... This gang basically has their leader's been defeated by Batman, and this whole gang like converts over to following Batman, and they call themselves the son of sons of Batman, and they have like this like blue bat logo that they wear on their face. And at the end of the like the very last like two or three panels of this comic, they are starting to like build construction underground, and I was always like, what comes after that? Like I want to know how Batman would supervise this big training center basically where he's going to train all these other people to be oh, batman they didn't really guess that... deal with that in strikes back did they no it, it, it's, it's not just really like kind of again. went forward in in the future in the time right i, I think it's like pretend those that last page didn't happen but yeah <laughs> as as like a teacher that's something i'm always curious about is like what would batman be like as a teacher you know if he's going to teach the next generation of people to be vigilantes like um what would that be like and so maybe you expand the the Batcave, which is already huge and cavernous and has all this amazing technology. You expand it eventually uh, big enough where it's like starts to look like a city or it starts to look like an amusement park because there's all these different things going on down there. So that's just one possible like so this canonical is, origin of this the is like park. Batman's danger room then like where he, yeah it's not right. really Arkham Asylum it's it's a testing program. That's a really cool idea. Of you could you could include all these other things that are in Gotham City. They're just like smaller replicas that are down in the Batcave as for training purposes. Yeah, like, that's a cool idea. I hadn't even thought about that at all, but that's awesome. But I mean, this does give us reason to include all these like kind of more extravagant things because more and more people are accessing the Batcave. It's not like a secret hideout anymore. Like there's this whole <laughs> big you know big like a uh, cult of people that like work out of there now. Like it's a, an office building. <laughs> So Nathan, the uh, the Batmobile chase sequence. Yes, that could be a simulation down 
in this like underground, you know, expanded Batcave area. Oh, it totally. would make sense to have like a replica of Bat of uh, Gotham City where you can like practice driving and practice like you know turning corners really sharply or whatever to like chase after these villains. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there there are like tracks in the road, so it, it is technically a roller coaster, but it just looks like you're in a car driving on the surface. Exactly. So that way, yeah, that way you can like if you don't do any, you don't like command the inputs at all. Um, you just keep going straight, and there's a track that goes that way. But the more fun track is the one where you have to turn left and try to cut the guy off or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's cool. totally. That could be neat because Robin's got to learn how to drive somewhere, you know. Yeah, and it's not just regular yeah. driver's ed's not going to cut it for teaching, you know, Damien to drive or whatever. You got to he's got to learn some next level driving techniques. Uh, new DC Re- Rebirth Comics: Damien Wayne is the new leader of the Teen Titans. Wow, cool. Because. Uh, Tim Drake is quote unquote dead? Question mark. Okay, so he'll be a bad guy soon. (laughs) (laughs) Red Hood too. Right, right. Well, he's kidnapped by somebody that people are speculating are Osmandius. Oh, cool. From the Watchmen. Watchmen? Yes, Watchmen are part of Rebirth, man. No. Yes, that was the whole point of Rebirth was bringing Watchmen back. Wait, what? I didn't know that either. Wait, wait, that's a legit thing, or that's what they're speculating? Well, they haven't been in, been in, but there's been reference to uh, the smiley face. There's been reference to Doc Manhattan. What? Osmandius. Yes. What? Yes. What? I love that. <laughs> That's so cool. I, every time I get out of comic books, I regret it. Like a year later, someone tells me what's happening and I'm like, what? What have I been doing the last year? Like, Yeah. You're like, why did I? I stopped reading it because it was getting lame. And what? <laughs> and then immediately, as soon as you stop reading, the next issue is the most amazing thing ever. That oh, seems yeah. to always happen. Comics go in cycles, though. Like you know, there's always the big event coming up, and sometimes they're that they're really great, and you're like, "This is amazing! I'm so glad I bought these." And then the next event's not that good. <laughs> just just cut all the last five minutes out. Everything, all the comic book talk. <laughs> no, comic book talk is always a good time. Um, I love comic books, even if you're not up with the current stuff. If you're able to like start a, a dialogue, start a conversation about it, I just love that. Yeah, when I was in, in college, I started the, it was called the Sequential Art Society, which is just a, a hoity-toity comic book club title, um, and it was really cool. Like, I wasn't, I didn't have every issue of every comic, obviously. You don't, no one has time to read everything. Right. But when all these people came together to talk about what comics they were reading, and we had, like, a trade table where you could, like, take someone else's comic for the week and read it, it was so cool to, like, just have those conversations, because I think comic books are an amazing medium, and that's why these superheroes have, like, made such an impact with so many people that allows, you know, this huge, like, multi-million dollar uh, superhero genre of movies to be there. It's like, everyone already likes comic books. Well, not everyone, but, you know, we could do another similar, like, uh, roller coaster kind of simulation that's like the Batwing, like, just a flying version of Nathan's idea, basically, where you're chasing after, you know, some kind of flying supervillain. Totally. And you have to like man try to bat. catch them by You're flying after What's man that? bat. Man bat. Oh, man bat. Exactly. And that yeah. might be a good one for VR because you need to be able to go like up and down and like have a little bit more control than you have in a car where you can go straight or turn left or else you're going to hit a building. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more like uh, restrictions when you're driving a car versus flying a jet type of deal. Awesome. Yeah. Man. Well, I had one more idea. While we were talking about comic books, uh, every theme park seems to have like stage events you know like actors Mm -hmm. staging out events i think it'd be awesome for every week uh they changed it up every week but every week each night you they do one special comic arc in batman's mythology that they have in the well and they act it out 
every every night the same, you know, and they change it up to like say for the first week it opens, they're doing Death in the Family. And then the second week it opens, they change it up and now they're doing uh I don't know, Dark Victory or you know, Long Halloween yeah, the week say, after that. They should that. do Dark Victory after, after Long, Long Halloween. After Halloween, whatever. But you know, but <laughs> yeah. every week they'll change it up. They'll do a nightly show each week. That's amazing. I love that idea. Yeah, that's amazing. And you could you could just Dude. have these actors who they just stay in their one character. Yeah, um, yeah. They and, have know, maybe, jobs now for life. You are set. You know, right? Let's, let's put and you in the guild. Right. When you're not performing on stage, you get to go perform in the park. You know, you can just be right, another right. one of those wild villains like running around the park. But you're just really, really high caliber of an actor. That that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really fun for them and as well. And there's such to, like... a well to draw from. There's no running out yes. of um, news <laughs> stories because they're still being written now. Right. And there's, you know, all, what, 75 years of Batman or something like that? Yeah. 80 maybe? Yeah, we'll never there's catch a up. There's never catch a up. lot to pull from. Because there are so many different versions of Batman, and I, I think they all have something to bring to the table. So if you can figure out a way to make them all, you know, work together somehow as in the, like, story of the park. As long as we don't bring in to play uh, Bruce Tim's Gods and Monsters Batman, that was just rough. Is I'm not the, familiar with that. Was with one that one where Kirk Langstrom was Batman and he was really a vampire and Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a very strange film. A very strange <laughs> I, film indeed. That's yes. it lightly. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting though. I mean, it was like a, a fresh take for sure, but it was uh yeah, it was out there. Are there any other ideas that you guys have like already thought of that you want to progress I mean, towards? I mentioned the Harley Quinn roller rink earlier, but there's not much to say about that other than that would be yeah. awesome and or maybe do a like a, a swing ride that rotates and it's poison ivy. You're on vines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, yeah. little tiny nonsense. That's a great like idea. That. So basically more traditional theme park type of stuff. Like there's yeah. just themed roller coasters, themed rides. I love that because that, that reaches such a broad audience versus just doing like haunted houses. And like a lot of the theme parks that we've designed on this show have been kind of, you know, like very modern or like postmodern theme parks where it's about yeah. – inhabiting the role of a character and not just like going to a place to ride a ride and have fun well the podcast would get pretty old pretty fast if all you were doing was naming roller coasters every episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would get that would get old for sure but i i I think it it works with the batman universe there's so many characters like there's it's just so many there's like such a rich culture such a rich like history of Batman characters and even just Batman heroes as well, like the Bat Bat family. Yeah, and we could represent those characters yeah. through just little rides and food stands and That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of cool uh locations within Gotham City that would be kind of interesting to replicate, like especially like the art style of, you know, either Batman the animated series or the Arkham games. To just try to replicate some of those buildings would be yeah. really interesting using like force perspective to make the building oh. seem like it's actually really tall. Yeah. Like, that could be neat. Yeah. I mean, they do that at Disney World, so. Yeah. Right. They absolutely do. There's so many interesting, uh, like, architectural things that they do at, at Disney World. It's it's really awesome. It's cool stuff to, to like, pay attention to. Let's hire to. the Disney architect, and we're going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited yeah. budget. Who cares? I don't know. What else do you guys think? Are there? I was thinking we could do a carnival that's kind of uh, Joker and Harley Quinn themed. You know how they have kind of a circus type of vibe to yes. them? Like, those are really easy, very colorful characters to kind of model things after and have oh, that, just 
yeah. fun little amusements that are kind of inspired by those. Have those somebody two. that plays the Joker really well be the ringleader in a circus. Well, I'm really yeah. against circuses because like the it's really horrible for animals but like that's true and honestly we talked about some zoo stuff and zoos are like i don't go to zoos personally because there's like some it's it's some ethical questions there for sure but let's make it more cirque du soleil type things and lean on that and let the animals be animals not in the park and you could have somebody messes up the in their performance and the joker comes out and like has them shot and that could be the flying graysons and then they're like oh there's gonna be another robin come on (laughs) The, so yeah, the Flying a, Graysons a, were actually working for the Joker. That could be. Okay, here's my question, because Catwoman is my favorite character, and I cannot think of anything for Catwoman. I mean, she does steal stuff, so she's a prime candidate to be, like, running around the park with a string of, you know, pearls that you have to, like, tra- chase her down or, like, help Batman in some kind of experience where you need to, like, help him set a trap or, like, help him coordinate a plan to lure Catwoman in somehow. Okay, maybe, perhaps. So you, I love that idea where you're helping Batman. And it's like, uh, have you ever been to a Five Wits or heard of a Five Wits? It's like that kind of experience no. where you have to uh, group and group think a way to unsolve a, solve a mystery or a bunch of different puzzles in like these closed yeah. rooms. Like Catwoman's <sighs> kind of toying with you and you're toying back and, so you know, you're trying to solve things. Riddler and Catwoman, maybe. Yeah, the both of them mm-hmm. like... Comb- you, teaming up on a heist. And so you have that to solve cool. riddles, but also and Batman's like on the, the the security systems of the place they're robbing to stop them. And yeah, and then there's there's Batman on the screen, and he's like, "You guys, I'm going to tell you how to get through this." But and then you got to figure <laughs> out your way. You know, it's interrupted yeah. by Riddler and Catwoman. That's a really cool idea, and maybe the angle is just kind of like setting these plans out. So maybe like um, there are. So I mean, I'm setting, I'm picturing this almost like you've got blueprints of the building. And you know that Catwoman, like, you found some kind of clue that she's going to be stealing this thing. Like, maybe that's one of the Riddler's uh, riddles you uncovered led you to this clue. Oh. You know that Catwoman's going to be at this this event this night trying to steal this thing. So you have to set up on this, like, you know, diagram of the room where you're going to put, like, security cameras and where Batman should be waiting and, like, set it up that kind of way. Oh, I like but, that. Yeah, maybe meanwhile in the park people are at Catwoman's lair like they found a way into her lair and they're helping her plan the heist. So, yeah, and then maybe that at 4 o'clock every day they actually act it out. Like the event starts. Catwoman, whoever's playing Catwoman, goes into the event and tries to steal the thing and the Batman and family team are like trying to block her based on input from the guests of the party. Oh, that'd be great. So there's, it's actually like a team, like one team will win and one team won't. So you're actually kind of playing like we're team Batman, their team Catwoman Riddler. Yeah. Dude, Craig, maybe if you complete all of those like 100 Riddler clues we talked about earlier, that's your reward. It's like, okay, you get to be on the coordinating team to help Batman stop Catwoman at this evening's event. Well, I tell you what, that's a much better reward than finding all 100 Riddler trophies in the Arkham games. What do you guys think about having cameos from other DC characters, like DC, like uh, beyond the scope of the traditional Batman? Because 
we talked about earlier with like the big DC events. There's always all these crossover issues of the comics. Absolutely. Do you want to let that like Superman in here? Or? Well, yeah. if you have, if you're doing Craig's ride where you're seeing the whole world, that's in the future. Well, if you're doing something like that where you can see the whole yeah. world through a VR headset, around. if you uh-huh. look up, you should see Superman fly over you. That's a cool idea. Uh, but yeah, maybe like once a year there'll be some special Justice League thing that goes on in the park. Oh. Wait a minute. Okay, so I'm just being the like DC marketing guy here. We've got a big event coming up this summer for the comics, and we'd love to do like a release event. So maybe we could tie in with the, the actual theme park. Yes, to yes. Connect. We've already got all these actors employed, and like, yes. All you need is a script. Yeah, right. Because there's oh, always going to be some crossover event, like you said. So, yeah, right. make Every... that like the hub. That's where you can get like maybe an exclusive comic, collectible comic, that's the yeah. a different variant cover or something. we're being specific about you know the costume codes do we let kids like come in with their batman like masks on or is that like uh no this isn't the way batman actually oh, you works. have to because to. people would love to come <laughs> cosplaying yeah that's true and we have to cool, sell all versions at the gift shops right we sell all all versions at the gift shop but all of our batman wear the same exact outfit so we know and they don't match up with right, any right. of the movie ones or anything. Right. So no and you can tell cosplaying. who's wearing a gift shop or cosplay oh. costume versus the actual yeah. actors. I, that's what you were talking about, right? That's it's right. Confusing exactly. with the actors. His, the actors are such a high-quality material or it's like kind of got a slightly blue hint to it. So you can tell from far away, like, that's a real Batman versus that's a buff guy dressed up like Batman who's just attending the park. It was yeah. game season, bro. What do you mm. what do you want? <laughs> I don't know though. Now that you guys brought this up, I want to say a strict no cosplay like Yeah. Man, how, so okay, so no cosplay, but you can you can purchase all these like fake where you could definitely tell the but difference. I, I just between. feel like cosplayers well, it would, be a would mask. love this. Like cos- like that's I feel true. Like would get so into it. Yeah. yeah. So we can't. Well, those do that. cosplayers can apply for a job. We just have to deal with it. No, apply for a job. <laughs> we want their money, Craig. We don't want to give them money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have cosplaying contests once every six months. All right. No, there. Like we gotta let. It's them more in. frequent than New York Comic Con. We gotta let them in mm-hmm. and deal with the fact that it ruins the realism of the park a little bit by seeing like three Batmans in one block. So the the wristband thing, this kind of uh, triggered something for me. We can have like triggered. Or... <laughs> I'm I'm a triggered. Positive triggered. Uh, inspired, sparked, um, <laughs> incited, amusement uh, sparked. <laughs> Hey-o. Hey. This uh, is your fault. You invited geez. us to this podcast. Yeah, for real. I did. I'm sorry. I told you. We're uh, obstacles. We're officially learned true. that we're obstacles. And thought... we're making your podcast better by making you better at dealing with people like us. Right. I thought I had overcome you two, but no. Never. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So, go on. Go so on. We've got these wristbands, right, um, that kind of track you within the park to a certain extent. So maybe those keep track of how many of the – Riddler clues you've solved, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like a Fitbit uh, digital bracelet. Exactly. And maybe it does include your, like, a pedometer as well, just to, like, 
encourage repeat visits. It keeps track of like your ongoing progress through the park. Like and so yeah, maybe, total uh, like total walkage distance and stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And like how much money you've spent in the park and that kind of thing. You know, we can get as cynical with it as we want to, but we, we, we could unlock. <laughs> we can unlock better and better experiences the longer and more frequently you go. That's like a a certain number of points towards your point total. And then and, once you get to a certain level, you get to um, like when you go into the VR experiences, you see like crazier stuff happening. Or, you know, there's always Superman flying next to you all of a sudden. To kind of keep this uh, this theme park fresh for you. So you'll want to keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even that's like without the like scripted events that are coming out with the new events, like where we might change the plot slightly every couple of years. This is just even if you go to the park every single day in a row, the story doesn't change at all. But maybe you unlock certain new areas like you get to do a meet and greets with the characters once you've been to the park five times or like. Um, there's like a secret menu at the restaurant that you get access to suddenly because you've been such a like loyal park patron. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about while we're here? Like anything uh, for the theme park, first of all? Oh, I'm good on the theme park. I think we've built ourselves an awesome theme park. Maybe like, I don't know, top five theme parks on your show so far. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely in the top five, I would say. Somewhere around that. So Um, far. So far. So far, far, yeah, you never know. Um... (laughs) What what's the official name? Is it Gotham City? Is it Gotham, the home of Batman? Maybe what do you think? I liked. I was just joking, but at the start, I was like Gotham, Batman's world, or something. But I think that yeah. actually works from a marketing perspective. You know? Yeah, it's we have to show that Batman's involved in here somehow. Yeah, and Batland sounds really dumb. <laughs> Batland, <laughs> welcome to Batland. I think it'd be super annoying having all the employees like in the role of Batman. So maybe they're like the Gotham City Police. Like when you first go to like buy a ticket, you're like it's like a meter maid type of person that you is like working in the little booth, and like all of the like more official roles that aren't in character are just like Gotham City PD yeah. walking around. So yeah. like the the people that take the your uh, tickets at the door, like, like yeah. One could be like, yeah, Renee Montoya here. I got uh, I got demoted <laughs> for uh, missing the Riddler once. How so fun would I that take, be? Now like, I take tickets. Yeah, and you can totally – maybe they have to start out all the, like, new hires. Like, you have to start out in that kind of role as being a Gotham City police character, and then you're just, like, kind of a generic cop. And then after you've been there a while or you show a certain level of performance, they give you a specific name. They give you a detective name. That, yeah, exactly. From that someone who's in the comics. That one cop that I kept running into there was just like, hey, "So you come to <laughs> <our> park, bats? <laughs> so you're you're trying really hard for that promotion." I think uh, I think the people that want to be villains should start off as henchmen, though. Like have them separate yes. between good guys and bad guys. That's smart. That's a really good idea. So therefore, you that. don't get any cops practicing their joker chops now the problem with that we'd have to give them really chintzy police suits because there have to be real police officers there at some point yeah people have to be able to identify them so yeah just like the batman versus cosplayer thing like we have to have actually it's a lot more important than that more important (laughs) a lot more important but we need to like have a distinction of like these are the pretend ones and these are the real ones like yeah yeah there has to be a way of doing that how about the real ones where um like bulletproof vests there and the go. pretend ones just wear crappy, like, you know, discount uh, Blue shirts. Adult Maybe I think it should shop. be an entirely Halloween different costumes. color. Like, honestly, because you in a crisis, mm-hmm. you have to be able to just be like, that's a policeman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Cool. And you have to have, like, um, you have to have, like, codes, like, uh, 
you, you probably know from like working in retail there's like certain like things that you would say over like a walkie-talkie without like saying yeah. them out loud like like uh somebody threw up you don't want to be like somebody barfed over here or like <laughs> someone somebody pooped in the urinal <laughs> like right yeah. and i'm sure that those police will have all these like fake signals that are just part of the like world of the theme park all the time like just radio chatter but then there's like the real actual emergencies we'll have to have like very specific like stop messing around kind of like code names (laughs) no it's still batman puns (laughs) they're all they're They're all all batman puns even the serious ones (laughs) that would get really confusing that's that's just an accident waiting to happen so i every time i do this show like we do the really fun like you know stage a planning stuff of just like pie in the sky like total imagination stuff then when we're done with recording, I'm like, okay, I want to start planning the logistical stuff right now. Like, my mind is so ready to, like, start setting up a budget and, like, making, like, the list of people we need to hire and, like, the priority of, like, all these different things we need to set up. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I want to move into that next phase of development, which is totally unrealistic and there's no reason to do. Where can people find y'all on the internet? Well, we've got Fairpoint Podcast and Self Radio Podcast, and Fair Enough Podcast should be available like anywhere, Podbay, iTunes, iTunes everywhere that you can find podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can see us on social media, Fairpoint Podcast or Self Radio. Those are the two. Um, on Facebook, it's like that. On Twitter, it's at Fairpoint Pod. Cool. Yeah, and uh, for the listener, I definitely recommend all three of your shows that you guys do. Um, Fair Point, Fair Enough, and Self Radio. Um, I was on an episode of Self Radio. We designed a massively multiplayer online game that was based on Pokemon, and uh, it's a cool episode. I, I like. I had so much fun. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on Amusement Sparks. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. Um, yeah. Thank you for having cool. us, Andrew. Awesome. Hopefully, we'll see you on a, a future episode as well. I hope so. You have just completed episode five of Amusement Sparks. Our next episode will be coming out on February twentieth. And this is our Season 1 finale special episode. What we're going to be doing is taking a look back at our first five parks and doing remodels, renovations, and additions. So if you have anything to contribute, any ideas on what we should add to those parks, please add that to our Facebook or our subreddit community, um, and that'd be awesome. We'd love to hear some, some fan input as well as our previous guests. So that should be an awesome episode. And again, thank you for listening. This show is so much fun to do. Um, thank you so much to all my guests thus far. Cool. Have a good one.